Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming to you today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We are studying together in Genesis 19, and this will be our fifth Bible study in the 19th chapter. And it looks like we'll be here for another several studies at least. And we are just now getting into the story of God judging Sodom and Gomorrah, and we all know the root cause of the judgment. It's homosexuality. There's no way around it. And I'm not trying to beat that drum, and I'm not trying to ride on the hobby horse. I'm just trying to tell you what the Bible says. And God bless you. You might be listening to me today, and you say, but Brother Cooper, I've got family involved in that. Yeah, well, I mean, some of us might have family involved in liquor, and family involved in dope, and family involved in lying. There's a lot of sin going on in family, but I don't condone the liquor. I don't condone the lying. And uh, when I do it, I try to repent of it, not the liquor, but the lying. Uh, But anyway, uh, I mean, I can't condone homosexuality. I don't care if it's my if it be my neighbor, if it be my friend, if it be uh, somebody, listen, it is wrong. It is sin, whether it be family or acquaintance or co-worker. You and I, we don't hate individuals. Never, never, never. We should never mistreat somebody. We should always be kind and we should always show love to individuals, but we should never show any kind of love or compassion to sin. There's no room there. We cannot. We stand where the Bible stands. We fall where the scripture falls. We lie where the word of God lies. And we want to be like Jesus. No more broad, no more uh, liberal, no more narrow. We just want to be exactly what the Lord tells us to be here in the word of God. And I'll tell you, sin is what brought that judgment to Sodom. And sin will bring judgment to your city. And sin will bring judgment to my city. And sin will bring judgment on America. But specifically here, the sin that we're talking about is the sin of homosexuality, Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where we get the word sodomy. Now, we know the story, how these two men, these angelic visitors, have come now to Sodom. And Lot is sitting there in the gate of the city. Lot welcomes those men, brings them into his home. He wants to fellowship and treat them right. No doubt he probably is excited to have men who are not sodomites come by to visit. I mean, he's heard such nasty conversation. He's seen such nasty activity. He's been around the unrighteousness, and it's vexed his soul, as the Bible talks about in the New Testament. And no doubt he's thinking, man, there's some fellows here now from outside of town. I'm looking forward to getting some good fellowship. And he brings those men into his home. And let me say this. Be careful where you land. You'll starve yourself having no fellowship. And when you have no fellowship, you're going to weaken your Christianity. You and I need each other. I'm glad for battle buddies. I'm glad for like-minded believers. I'm glad for folks who have the same convictions, the same stand, and want to go the same direction, love the same Lord. And I need that. I need the fellowship of the saints. That's why the Bible says not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as a manner of some is. That's because, listen, in these last days, it's going to get harder and harder to live holy. It's going to get tighter and tighter when it comes to truth. It's going to be more difficult to try to live a life that uh, the Lord desires for us to live. And I want to challenge you. You need to be part of a local church, and it needs to be a good church, a Bible-believing church, because that strengthens you. Now, you'll starve yourself if you get out there in the far country somewhere, and you make your home in a wilderness where there aren't folks who love God. And that's where Lot's found himself. So no doubt he's excited. These men have come to the city of Sodom. He welcomes them into his home, prepares for them not just a meal. The Bible says he prepares for them a feast. I mean, they're going to they're gonna throw down, if you will. They got 
biscuits and gravy. I mean, they got mashed potatoes there. They probably got some roast beef, maybe some ribeye steak. I don't know. Uh, maybe they got some. Maybe they got some crit and grits and fat back. And you don't know what that is. Probably if you're from certain areas of the world or country. Uh, but anyway, if you're in another country, maybe they got rice and uh, egg rolls. I don't know. Uh, they got tacos there. I mean, they're they're gonna eat well. That's what I'm trying to say. And so he's prepared to fellowship with these men. But all of a sudden. The Bible said that the men of Sodom, young and old, come out. And like wolves surrounding a wounded animal, they surround the house of Lot and begin to press upon the house and cry out, Let the, uh, send those men out to us that we can know them. They are advertising out loud like it's the month of June in America. They are parading their pride and their perversity and say, Let us have these men so that we can fulfill the desire of our flesh. Now, that's disgusting. I mean, I feel like I feel like I want to go wash my hands, having just said that out loud. And Lot comes outside of his house and says, "Fellas, I'm begging you, don't do this. It's wicked." And then Lot shows us just how low down he's sunk in sin. He says, "I've got two daughters that don't know men, have never known men, and you can have them instead." Now, right there, Lot should have been strung up. He needed a millstone around his neck. He needed to take it out back and give him some old country boy justice right there. That is so disgusting. That is so vile. Lot. I mean, in my opinion. I mean, that's just as bad or worse than those men, what Lot is suggesting right here. And those men now begin to press upon Lot, and they say, if you're going to get in our way, fellow, we're going to do it to you. We'll just take you and have our way with you. And the angels reach out from Lot's house, grab hold of Lot, pull him back inside, and smite the men of the city with blindness so that they can't find the door. I talked to you last time. That is God's grace in Lot's life, though Lot is backslidden. He's in the wrong place. He, he He's around the wrong kind of thing. Yet God gives him an avenue of escape. God gives him a way uh, to miss that judgment, if you will. God is so good to us, isn't he? How many times have we failed him? How many times have we sinned? How many times have we done wrong? And yet, God still loves us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, he's disappointed, and he chastises us, and he ought to. We deserve that. But isn't it true? God is still so good in our life. Now, let's pick up our reading here in verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place? Now, watch what he said. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. So the angels revealed a lot the reason they've come to town. They're surveying the city, uh, not looking for a place to call home, but a place to, to, to call ground zero for, for God's judgment to fall. They're saying the cry of these people, the sin of these people is so great that God can no longer stand it. He is going to judge this city because of their sin. What a stark and what a dire warning this would be. They just flat out say, we will destroy this place. It's a cry of certain judgment. Lot has now heard in his ear that judgment is coming. It is quickly approaching, and it's up to him now to get his family out of the city. I tell you, there's some preaching right there. You know, you and I as Christians have heard the cry, judgment is coming. 
Time is short. Hell is moving. It's hot. It's burning. And it's ready to receive all those who die without Christ. We don't know if Jesus will come today. We don't know if Jesus will come tomorrow. But we have it on the word of God that God is going to judge this world in righteousness. That God is going to pour out his wrath upon this planet. That all those who die without Christ, outside of grace, refusing the gospel, will be cast into a lake of fire. And they will be tormented without end through all eternity. That means your children. That means your spouse. That means your neighbors. That means your grandchild. That means your friend. That means everybody with a beating heart and breathing lungs who's yet to be born again. If they die without Christ, if they refuse and reject Jesus, if they don't uh, say, you know what, I believe the gospel and repent of their sin and get saved, they will die and burn in hell forever. Now, we have heard that. I read this story of Lot, and I think, my goodness, if I'd have had that happen to me, and those angels said, Lot, we're going to destroy this city. You better get your family out. We're going to destroy. We will. Surely, it's not going to maybe happen. It's going to happen. I tell you what, I think I'd go all over the place trying to find my family. I'd drag them. I'd save some with fear, pulling them out of the fire. I mean, I'd do whatever I had to do to make sure they didn't die in judgment. Well, listen, Christian, just as serious, even more so, uh, it, it is for you and I that we have heard that news. I'm glad I've heard the joyful sound that Jesus saves, but I've also heard uh, that terrible news that if they do not get saved, they will die lost. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. It is a pointer unto men once to die and after this, the judgment. I want to challenge you today. Don't neglect it. Don't put it off. Your lost loved ones need to be saved. Be a soul winner. Tell them judgment is coming. Tell them the gospel. Let's pray they get born again. That's all the time we have for today. Oh, I pray God will burden us about this truth. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.